Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Tyler G here. And for those of you that collect Mezco, you know it's hard sometimes to get it, uh, pre-order them on the day that they are first released because of how popular that line is in general. They tend to sell out very quickly. And you know that getting them aftermarket uh, could be just as tough, especially with people scalping and raising the prices way more than they need to be. But fear not, everyone, for I have the answer for your Mezco fix. And it is at One Stop Toy Shop on Instagram. And that is one, the number one, stop toy shop on Instagram. Uh, he has a link to his online toy store in his bio there. And it is the same thing, www.onestoptoyshop.com. And if you check out his selection and his prices, you will see he needs to be your answer for Mezco figures and where you need to go because he has them at great prices. If you're in the U.S., the shipping is free, and he gets them to you quick, and his packaging is top-notch. There's no way that there's any mailman or delivery person can damage the box with the way that he packages it. Your, your Mezco figure is safe. He'll get it to you, and he'll get it to you when you need it at a good price. So, again, go follow One Stop Toy Shop and never miss out on a Mezco figure again. Hello and welcome to DC Figures and Collectibles. I'm Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, and I am joined by my co-host all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England, Scott P. How are you doing, Scott? Hello. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are, and hello, Tyler. I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? I am doing splendid. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess yeah, it's really early morning for you, isn't it, right now where you are? Yes, it is six in the morning, but I am I had some really strong coffee, so I'm I'm amped. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So have you been uh to episode today this morning? I did actually. I watched that as well. Nice, nice. We got a fun episode for everybody listening today. Yeah, and it's just there's something about it that I looked at today that actually blew my mind. And I can't wait so I can't wait to talk about that too. Oh cool. I te technically, this is the first ever episode, if people want to be picky. Yeah, and also, it's a two-parter, and this is the thing that blew my mind. It didn't even show the second part till eight episodes, or seven episodes later. <laughs> oh, no way, really? Yeah, so could you imagine watching this the first time, like, hey, are they ever going to resolve that one episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be angrily excited, I think, is to... The only way to describe it because it's such a great two parter and you can't you can't wait eight episodes to see it. That's that's so stupid. Yeah, it's I, it's so weird, but at least we got the, at least we got it at all. Yes, and the second part's much better than the the big Marvel film coming out. It's much better ended. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing that today actually at five. Oh, I've seen people hosting spoils for already. It's great not caring. Just laughing. <laughs> no, genuinely, it is stupid that people are doing that. I've seen a couple of people post pictures of stuff that just lay off until everyone's seen it. It's just stupid. Yeah, if you even put the hashtag, you might see a video spoiler. I can't believe people are posting video. Well, like, what's the, <laughs> what's the point of going and doing that? That's just messed up. 
Yeah, it's like it, it, I understand people want to do pictures, like so. The, the nearest I can relate, it's not on the same scale, but was like the JLB Fatal Five. I've been doing wanting to do pictures for ages, and I only just started doing it in like one or two now because it's been sort of like it's been like three weeks, four weeks for most people where it's been out. So it's okay to do that now, but to dive in straight away is just so stupid. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even Friday. It's not even the full day of its sub- know, regular. It's not <laughs> some people are, yeah. it's, there's people posting pictures already. Like, you know. oh. have a bit of patience. Everybody's in the same boat. Just wait. You don't gain anything from going first. Yeah, it's so. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to stay away after I post the picture today for this episode. <laughs> but it also was nice to to watch this to not have to think about that and kill some time. Yes, well, that's it. Yeah. Now, have you uh, gotten any new figures in the last time we we spoke? Okay, so uh, I brought some new figures and also got one of them. Uh, the figure that I've got is reaching over for him now is the Titan Joker from Arkham Asylum. Oh yes, he is enormous. I expected him to be a large figure, but not to be sort of clay face sort of size he's absolutely enormous and he is a absolutely fantastic figure as well the detail and the uh, sculpts is you know it's, it's a cliche but they don't make him like this anymore they really don't no I believe <laughs> I definitely believe you there no he's, he's outstanding and um, the detail is just exceptional everything about it just looks phenomenal now so that we can get a better is he like a 12 inch figure um, exact size. I'm not too. He's probably about 12 inches. Yeah, he's based on the same scale, obviously, but he's he's about probably about 12 inches, I'd say. Yeah. Dang, that is big. Yeah, he's absolutely enormous, but I just love the claws and the details on him, and yeah, he looks absolutely fantastic. Um, when can we expect a picture of that? Very soon. Very, okay. very, 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 very soon. So when this podcast goes out, which will be today, and then. Um, tomorrow is um, tomorrow is Saturday, so probably tomorrow night, I would say. And you have the theme for this weekend? In, indeed, indeed. The theme is going to be a favourite figures theme. Um, we've done in the past a top five um, figures, I believe. But this weekend we'll go for favourite figures, so there's no limit. You can just put in and showcase some figures that you're most fond of. Like Lewis thought it was a great way to get back into things after the forgotten figures and I'll go into favourite um, so I think that's pretty cool yeah he's, he's picked a good one so it's going to be very interesting to see what we pick mine will probably be very predictable but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing his pictures I've seen some of them already they look epic yeah that'll be fun to see what you guys both pick Except I know there's one for sure I know of yours <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to see what all of them That'll be interesting. Yeah. All all those diamonds to like Gotham figures together. <laughs> it was all it was interesting to see uh, all your forgotten figures. That's for sure. Mm, yeah, it was weird posting those pictures. So strange. But, it's uh, also yeah, very cool. Also brought um, they're all of the DC Universe classics figures. So I've got Forager, um, Validus, and the Question. <gasps> you finally got the Question. Yeah, it was about time. Like, I saw it on eBay this morning, and I got paid today, so it was too big a coincidence. I had to get him. 
<laughs> snatched him up real quick. Yeah, I had absolutely no choice. I'd snap him up. Yeah, he's um, all those, all three of those figures. Well, sorry, two of them, Forager and Q, are actually design-wise identical to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. So they're going to fit the same scale, same design as the JL figures. Um, and already got a few print screen backgrounds ready for question to use. Yes. A few pics I definitely want to do from that because it's just such a great figure. So yeah, looking forward to getting those because um, got them for a good deal on eBay. But yeah, really inspired right now because they're rewatching Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. So definitely going to get some more pictures of them done. Uh, that's so cool i I think the question is one of the coolest characters from justice league for sure i think he is yeah i think outside of the, 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 the seven or the eight we've come on i think he's yeah definitely one of the coolest definitely i i love that they shined a light on that character because otherwise people would, would wouldn't really know who he is unless they're diehard comic fans yeah yeah he's he's, he's fantastic because he i just love how he, he always thinks outside the envelope for his um conspiracy theories and things and, and very often he's right um yeah, even confronting one. superman exactly yeah and he was the one that found the link between luthor and cadmus and amanda waller and he, he kind of tied it all together with batman so um yeah i mean any man that batman puts on a case deserves respect definitely i can't wait <laughs> to see those pictures no thanks yeah no i'll get some pictures i'm done but um yeah, that's good. That's pretty much it for me. I'm going to be doing some more collaborations with uh, Kevin, who is at Red Yes. Games. Now, um, he has shown me it was a, it's a world exclusive Selena Kyle picture that he's done of the new adventures. And holy crap, it is insane. I, the, the figure that he's designed for, oh my God, it's unbelievable. So he did. That's interesting because I, was, I thought he was going to do just a regular Selena Kyle when he posted that. So it's a new adventures one. It's a new adventures one. My God, nice. it's outstanding. It's probably one of my favorites of his, and he's done some great ones. So honestly, it looks amazing. Um, and um, hopefully, going to be doing a few more collaborate. Well, definitely going to be doing a few more collaborations <laughs> with him. He's also um, in the process of making a preserver figure that I'm going to be yeah, buying off him. So really excited about that and it looks so good so far nice but um yes that how soon before you think you'll get that one um i'm not too sure that there's no real time scale on it and um you know he's going to take his time to make sure he he gets it right so um which he often does it's he always does he's (laughs) honestly his customs is ridiculous it's absolutely outstanding so yeah i can't wait to see um, can't wait to see that and uh, yeah really excited really really excited can't wait to do some Superman Brazilian shots need to get a Lobo figure now as well before then somehow really? yeah if, if only if only Mattel would actually get their arse in gear and get that wave <laughs> out yeah and it's still only like one or two people that have seen it ever in person no it's, it's actually crazy Amazon, if you ever want to order, it just disappears randomly. <laughs> but speaking oh, speaking of the question, though, I'm really happy that you finally posted that Rorschach picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was strange to post a picture of a character I don't know a lot about, so it was hard to kind of capture anything um, from him. But um, 
Yeah, I really love the figure. He's so cool. And the best part is his removable fedora. Oh, yeah. Uh, they can be used for tons of accessory shots. <laughs> Cover up Goon's face. Yeah. <laughs> you can genuinely use that for everything. Like, you can use it for a Bruce Wayne hat or something. Yeah, and I even I stretched it over the Joker's head and it looked like a floppy fisherman's hat. <laughs> oh, that's great. That. That was fun. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that shot. I've been enjoying quite a lot of your shots lately, especially the last one that we did for the episodic with Mr. Freeze. Really likes that shot. Thank you. Yeah, that was a lot. That one actually turned out a really well. I thought better than I anticipated, but I, uh, I feel like I hadn't done that shot yet. I was going to try to figure out a way to do the little spiral thing, you know, that shoots out his gun. Yeah. But I couldn't think of any way that it would look cool. And I didn't want to over digital, make it over digital with yeah. a, so I figured that that would be good enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really but thank you. That's a, that's a, I'm glad that more people are going to be able to get that figure with those solar releases. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I do really enjoy that one. Actually, talking of episodes, the the question on everybody's lips is, when are you going to be doing the episodic posts again? I know you said the end of May or mid-May. When are we looking at it? I think uh, I think it's going to be coming up probably around, maybe uh, a week or two into May. Yeah. I, f- I, I figured that would be good enough because uh, I think I could cover. <laughs> I think I could cover up for the lack of the figures for the first few episodes and still have a scarecrow or something toward the middle season or maybe even the last episode in Dreams of Darkness. Well, technically, you'd be going by the correct design as well. Because scarecrow wasn't that version of scarecrow. Was ah, touche, touche, Scott. Yeah, so technically, you wouldn't you wouldn't really need to use that scarecrow if you want to be 100% OCD accurate. <laughs> yeah, but I could use his unmasked head where he gets all freaked that, out. That's also true, yeah. Or where he's hanging off the ceiling fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's good. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes of that episode. Like you, <laughs> I, I bet my badge on it. <laughs> you're back. You're, yes. Oh, yeah. I, uh... I uh, just was reminded of something because you're talking about we were talking about the Commissioner Gordon Bullock. Uh, you're I just watched uh, what else I watched this morning, and I'm sad to say it is completely over. Is the uh, Gotham? <laughs> it yeah. is completely over. It is put out of its misery. Out of its misery is a good way to put it. So, I, what was that like? It it was really really lackluster. Because it's all it's all this build up just to get Batman to the status quo to like the very beginning. So it's basically just get him to the very like start of where everything interesting would happen. So it's like yeah. that's very lackluster ending. It felt like because <laughs> he didn't really fight anyone. They're just like, okay, he's here. All right, show's over. No way. Uh, Weird. It was a, not that I'm interested, but was the Joker and stuff in it? Ooh, yeah, that. Uh, that was rough, really rough. <laughs> and it's not, I usually think the person that the actor is good in other stuff, but him, I felt like he was really trying to do 
a Mark Hamill impression and it was just really bad. It was really cringeworthy. Mm. It was just like, you can't do that unless you're Mark Hamill or like a really good uh, impersonator because he, but he, that was just not something to do. I don't think. And I felt like also he, I felt like he changed his mind a few times. So I was like, what it, it just didn't feel good watching it. He was only in it a second. Everyone was only in it a very second because they're, it was basically like just, just a, like a goodbye to everyone. So they had to give everyone their little line. God. Yeah. So uh, the bat, the Batman at the end was pr- that suit was like we talked about in times before. It was not good, mm. not good. Mm. It's very, it's very interesting. I think they can. I don't know. I think they count themselves lucky. They've got as many seasons out of it as they have, really. Yeah, and they apparently have a strong fan base. There's people that like it. But yeah, it's it's officially over. So no no more Gotham. <laughs> yeah, no no more uh, 66 Batman. Yes, in modern day. <laughs> <laughs> and even that, yeah, the penguin the, the it just looked bad. The penguin looked like they just stuffed a pillow in his belly and everything just to make him look like he's uh, a little bit more overweight, but it just looked like a yeah. that just like a pillow. <laughs> yeah, the whole image of that penguin character has changed so stupidly. <laughs> uh, but it, at least they didn't show Bane or anything. No, they only gave us uh, one glimpse of the mutant leader. Yeah, God, it's just so stupid. Say every time, but it's so stupid. I think the funniest thing is they. At the start of, I think, season four or three, the very first episode, they teased something about the man bat, and then they just never, never touched on that again. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous if they have the man bat before Batman. Thank God they didn't do that. That would be even more ridiculous. Yes, I don't, I don't, I think that they never knew what they wanted to do, and they just kept trying to do crazy things to keep the ratings going, yeah. and, it, and it worked. <laughs> It's just a show of, like, made out of Easter eggs because they can't do it without Batman. Exactly. Uh, but now let's talk about a uh, let's talk about a, a better form of DC media. Yes. And let's talk about that episode. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, the best kind of DC media, the animated DC media. Yes, and what's I just when you're talking about that episode with the question and everything, it's like even in that you see you know, Doctor Milo, all the, who's from the Batman animated series, like in the mm. round table, like Thank it's still strange. it's tied in all the way. I love it. Oh, it is fantastic. Yeah, you got Hugo Strange there as well, and um, yeah, it's, outstanding that all that is tied together even from the early stages. And they mentioned Doctor Langstrom as well. Yeah. Uh, what? A, and so it's talking about connecting all the way from Justice League, and like uh, Scott already said, this is f- some people's very first exposure ever to Batman the Animated Series since it was the first one to air. Yeah. And the reason being is because they wanted to start off with. Uh, someone that the fans would at least know. And since this was premiering in 1992, uh, Catwoman and Penguin were in the Batman Returns movie. So they figured let's throw a Catwoman episode up to get 
people's interest peaked even more. Yeah. Even though it wasn't technically the pilot. Yeah, that's pretty clever thing to do. And he, even before, before we get into the episode, um, I think this is one of the first that what rewatching through it, the Blu-ray really stands out and the improved graphics really stand out. Everything's just so much richer and clearer and, and brighter. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about about the new Blu-ray too, and the all the updates is just how cool the intro looks now. Yes, yeah. the intro does look so bold, doesn't it? So yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, is that how it was supposed to look? And back then, the technology just stunk, or what? <laughs> uh, but so we get into Cat in the Claw, or yeah, the Cat in the Claw, and. We start with seeing Catwoman sneak into an apartment and she uses uh, her cat who we're going to see and get to know a lot of throughout this animated series, Isis. Mm. Which it's unfortunate that she has that name. It, it is, yes. Modern, <laughs> in modern day, that's, that is the culture. <laughs> so, but the cat is very smart and it it dodges lasers and is able to get by all that in order to get what Catwoman desires. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Batman, he's not far behind. And when she sees him, we see that they have a, one of their very first chases. Yes, yeah. indeed. I, I love the chase. The chase is so good. It's, uh, I, that's what I think. Uh, every episode, usually every episode they're in, she has one good chase. Yeah, just jumping from rooftops and stuff like that. It's brilliant. And Isis has got one hell of a grip to to keep hold of Catwoman <laughs> while she uh, runs away. Those claws must be sharp. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I, my favorite bit about that is um, when um, Batman catches her and Catwoman just I can't what she says to Batman. Batman's like, oh, I'd save the flattery for the judge. <laughs> and she would, too. <laughs> yes, she would, yeah. She actually would. And so, during, after the chase comes to an end, Catwoman, uh, she goes on the attack, and she <laughs> buries Batman under some rubbish. And then she gets away, but Isis almost gets run over. Batman saves her. And then Catwoman from the top of the roof whistles and Isis flutters on up there. Yeah. Yeah, she runs up that drain pipe and it's funny. (laughs) And then we get taken to a charity ball, a bachelor auction, where (laughs) it's a fundraiser for an animal preserve. (laughs) And Bruce Wayne decided to sign up. And Uh. the... He gets bid on by a lot of uh, single ladies, and Selena Kyle shows up and just drops ten thousand on him. <laughs> and once Bruce Caesar, he, he gets a nice little bat smirk, and he is introduced to Selena, and he finds out that she's not too interested in really hanging out with him. She just basically did it to, you know, she, to preserve the animals. Yeah, they make her. Uh, they make her more in the animated series. Uh, very focused on that kind of thing, like animal rights and preserving them and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And um, there is some quite good moral messages in there, actually. 
to be yes. fighting with him. Um, but yeah, while that's going on outside, there's some uh, thugs being chased by the police and shooting at the police. Um, and this is where you start to see the sort of um, introduction of Red Claw. Um, because after Batman stops them, the commissioner gives them like a sort of tip off that you know, Red Claw is apparently in Gotham. She's well, says he is the most um, feared terrorist in the world, and yeah, what is going to happen coming to Gotham? And then, um, it's the first proper villain that that we get to see yeah. that has no sort of association with Batman. It, this is purely about uh, Gotham City, sort of thing. If that makes sense, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, and she's coming in from afar, coming in from Europe. This isn't um, someone that's based in the US or America, so it's pretty cool to see as well. Someone that's completely different. It's uh, also crazy to think that this is the first episode they're showing, and they're like, yeah, just throw a completely uh, brand new character out there. Yeah, yeah. And some a character that um, is really great as well. Love, love Red Claw. She's such a cool villain. Yeah, and they build her up as a legend. You're thinking, who the crap is this? Uh, the best terrorist in the world, or the uh, most, the most well known. Yeah, it's not yeah. just like it's not just like oh, I'm the clown prince of Gotham. Like no, this person <laughs> dom- this dominates the world. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's fantastic to see. You know, the, even the commissioner, you can tell that you know he's genuinely concerned about it. It's not like with. Um, other cases that him, him and Batman work together. It's like commissioners usually like, oh, you always find a way. Find a way. Like, yeah. You can see that he's genuinely like concerned about Red Claw coming to Gotham. Yes. And then what happens? Okay, so uh, it cuts to a scene then with uh, Bruce turning up for his date with Selina. Um, after he said that he's honour-bound and duty-bound to, um, <laughs> to go ahead with the date and... Uh, what I, it's quite funny is that um, Selena says to her assistant Maeve and says, oh, I'd rather it be Batman behind the door. And she opens it and Bruce is standing there. She's a little bit now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then she gets a phone call about um, the Multigon bidding for the wildlife preserve and the, and the deal's off. She's worried about the mountain lions and um, Bruce is like, can I help? He's like, not unless you can get a meeting with the chairman of Multigon International. He's like, hmm, what time's good for you? <laughs> Bruce just flexing those um, those muscles of uh, being able to get meetings with all these famous people and big people. <laughs> and, just, and he just picks up the phone like it's nothing. Yeah, he just, you know, he just, just so nonchalantly picks up the phone and starts dialing. Really trying to get Selena. <laughs> um, and then where do we go from there? Um, so then we cut to a scene which is directly in um, Multigon, and we see that they um, are planning to destroy the Mountain Lions um, Reserve and also like a hotel resort with golf course and spa, um, which Selena is not impressed with. It's a really cool diorama, though. It, it is. I do want that diorama. <laughs> I want that. I want that diorama. I want the uh, diorama that Bessie Blooper destroys in Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I want. I want those dioramas. They look great. Uh, um, 
but then after we they speak, you know, Selena storms out. She's saying that the blood of these mountain lions will be on your hands and that. And um, then after that, the door slides up and out appears Red Claw. The first time that we get to see her in person. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. And um, yeah, it's a pretty imposing moment when Red Claw appears. And th- I remember thinking, I remember uh, watching this for the first time th- because if you didn't know that it was a girl, you're like, oh my gosh, it's a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true, actually, to be fair. I-, I-, I like that they do shine a female light on this episode. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty That's awesome. Cool. So, um, That's quite. That, so, sorry, go on. No, have, no, go for it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so after we see that, we get um, we get to see uh, the um, the first sort of formations of a plan uh, from Red Claw in that she wants to um, steal a plague from a train that's coming into Gotham at I think she has twenty three hundred hours, so quite late at night, predictably in uh, the dark time when Batman's going to be around. Uh, the government were moving a secret train that they haven't even told the police force about, um, which Commissioner Gordon isn't impressed with at all. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're moving this this plague that could spread for a 10-mile radius and, and kill people um, within that radius. So um, Catwoman, at the same time, is in the process of breaking into the next room in Multigon um, to find out what sort of plans they've really got in place she knows that it's just a cover-up story and um she plays like the tune on the piano doesn't she um which is quite cool which opens up the thing and then she plays it again and then this whole sort of like computer terminal pops out instead of the mini bar which is quite cool revealing the real secret oh yeah absolutely right revealing the the truth of what is actually going on um, at Multigon, which is not what it seems, but it never is with Gotham City. Never. It never is what it seems. And then she doesn't even realize she's being watched. Yeah. <laughs> On Claw's multiple like cameras. <laughs> yeah, Red Claw's like it's a cat at the end of her nine lives. And then uh, all, all heck breaks loose. <laughs> it does, yes. Um, the thugs fly in and they yeah searching around and the room's been completely trashed by Catwoman and um, yeah she then escapes out of the roof and uh, <laughs> tries to wedge the car uh, the um, wood plank underneath the uh, the door but the thugs just shoot it down and burst through yeah <laughs> and start attacking Selena and um, as she's escaping. Batman comes in and saves her. Um, but what she doesn't know is that she gets followed by one of Red Claw's thugs back to her apartment. Um, yes. So they know exactly who she is and where she's uh, staying, which is not good for Selena. Or Maven. Or Maven, indeed. <laughs> but it's good for Batman because he knows exactly how to, to, to catch them there. Yes, and that's the end of the part one. Yeah, pretty, pretty fantastic first part. A lot happens in that episode. It does, yeah. They 
they pack so much into two episodes. They really do. But could you imagine becoming at the end of that and then not watching the next episode for like weeks? I know, yeah, it'd be so annoying. <laughs> it would be so annoying. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. I'd hate, I'd hate it. I hated. I can always remember watching Justice League as a kid and having. I hated waiting a week for the, the next episode to God knows what it was like waiting for eight episodes for this. Yeah, especially when they, they started doing a lot of two-parters as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, yes, yeah, so this is like the, the second two-parter, isn't it, with Two-Face so far? Yes. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but then, uh, so when we start the next episode... We are in Gotham Park, and Batman is trying to get information from a mob boss. Yeah. On rumors of the heist, and uh, and but and talking about Red Claw and whether or not they are the ones behind it. And Batman goes to talk to Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and like you said, there's nothing. There's nothing on the schedule about this train. It's a military train. Oh, some cover up from the feds. <laughs> cover up from the feds. Yeah. Like, why would they? Who would want this plague anyway? Why is it made? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's but, strange how it comes about. Yeah. So that's uh, why Batman has no real information on it because it's not supposed to be known. And Gordon says he'll make a call, but then we're shown Red Claw and her thugs as. Uh, coming up to the train and getting on top of it and doing using all their cool tools to penetrate and get inside of the train and get the plague. And I think it's pretty cool that they do a a little train heist thing. It almost feels wild, wild west style. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really does. It's um, quite relatable to some of the famous robberies we've had in the UK as well over the years. Oh, wow. Nice. Well, not nice. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, there's a really famous one over here with a train robbery and similar sort of circumstances. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. But it's another shameless way for them to show off some of the gadgets they invented for the <laughs> for the series. Yeah, I, I, I always really enjoyed seeing this part. And then uh, we see Red Claw makes it into the train car. And she has she has the plague. Batman, he tries to stop her, and she threatens to release it and kill everyone, like you already <laughs> said. That it will get a ten mile radius. Yeah, which is crazy. And then uh, we see Batman is basically forced to back off, and Red Claw gets away pretty easily. Yeah, he's like you've met your match. No yeah, showing it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's like. She she shows she's not to be messed with. Batman can't really do much about it. And what was it he said in the Sewer King with Batman's announcement? I forgot what it, what they're called. Say that again. Um, you know when we what, did the Sewer King episode, what was it you said that Batman's um, announcement, um, public service announcement, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the guns. Yeah, that's it. And and we got one here with Batman. It's like, no, I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. Oh, yeah, because she's like, surprised yeah, it's a woman. A little bit of one as well. Yeah, that's, that's very true. He's, Batman's very progressive. <laughs> Even back in 92, the very first episode. A diverse Batman. 
Well, and then after we see that, we see that Batman puts on his other costume of Bruce Wayne, and he finally gets to take Selina out on their lunch date. All right, I don't know if it's a lunch date, but I know it's a date. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we see that uh, Bruce can tell that there are some people following him. And he, gets, he gets very suspicious, and he believes it to be Red Claw's people. So uh, Bruce is driving, and he starts driving like he would if, if he was in the Batmobile to try yeah. to get rid of, try to try to get rid of the thugs, even uh, getting them by, by <laughs> getting them to cause quite a ruckus on a bridge. Oh, it's funny how he dumps them in the water. <laughs> I, I love his excuse though when he's like oh I've been training for the, the Paris uh, Grand Prix for years I think I might enter yeah I, I, yeah, I love that he, <laughs> he looks like he's showing off he doesn't have to be Batman to be cool so stupid it's funny though I, I love things like that I mean, just such off the cuff things that he <laughs> find excuses for and then uh, Bruce takes Selena home and he tries to uh, tell her to that she should let him know if she is in trouble and that he really does care for her and that's something he hasn't uh, quite felt in a while. Yeah. Or ever probably with Batman. Yeah, that's very true. And Selena's very indifferent. She doesn't really care. She thanks him and uh, she just goes to her apartment and uh, she was kind of uh, concerned about the fact that she almost died. And then she decides that she's going to uh, dress up, quote unquote, and then yeah. go out for the night. <laughs> yeah. And Bruce plans to work late too. Yes. And we get taken to the Batcave where uh, Batman is concerned and wondering what's the connection between Selena and Red Claw. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get good old Alfred noticing cat hair. Oh, that, this is brilliant the way that they connect this. Yeah, and it's on his coat, and it's Isis's hair. And Batman is able to deduce Catwoman's true identity, figuring out that uh, he's been dating someone that likes to do a lot of the same things he does. I love it how um, Alfred um, it's like, I haven't seen a cat hair like this before, and Bruce is just like, Batman has. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't call himself Bruce. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And then uh, after that, we see Maven, good old faithful Maven, Selena's <laughs> Alfred. Selena's <laughs> Alfred, it's true. She gets taken out by a thug, and uh, Batman arrives and, and is able to easily take him out. But Batman talks to Maven. And wonder is trying to figure out where Catwoman is. Oh, say I got time. Sorry, you come back. Ah, my stupid phone. <laughs> What'd you last hear? Um, she's so saying about Selena. Um, uh, to her whereabouts. Yeah. Trying to ask her Maven. Yeah. And she easily gives that up, and then, uh, you know, at, at, <laughs> And Batman, crap, where am I now? I lost my track because of my stupid phone. <laughs> yeah, so it's like um, he asked Maven about Selena and where, where has she gone and 
he's really worried about um, what sort of trouble she might get herself into because he he knows you know that Catwoman can be perhaps a little bit naive sometimes, um, but he feels like he's much more sort of um, in the know about it, and because he obviously knows about Red Claw and or what Commissioner Gordon's told him is, is happening with the train, and he's seen all of that, so um, he's obviously concerned about what she's getting herself into. Um, and so Maven just tells him that uh, she's gone to the multi-gun size. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, and from that we know that uh, disaster is about to ensue. Yes. So Batman heads straight there. In the Batwing, I love how he, I love the Batwing noise. It's sort of that like drifty noise as it goes above yeah. the side. I love that. I think it's right up there with the how cool a Tie Fighter sounds when it goes by. Yeah. I think that's. I love the the Batwing. The it's like a hum almost. Yeah, I, every time I see that, it just reminds me of that '89 scene when the Joker looks up and sees the Batwing. It just reminds me of that. <laughs> every time I see it. Which is never a bad memory. Oh, God, no. No. Still one of the best Batman films of all time. But yeah, um, so when we see the Batwing, we know that Batman is hot on the tail of Red Claw and Catwoman. Um, so when Batman goes there and uh, he finds Selina, but unfortunately, so does Red Claw. Yes. And, uh, she, she captures them, ties them both up in this sort of abandoned warehouse in the uh, Multigon site and leaves the plague there and lights it. Um, so the plague's there, sort of smoking away. And uh, Selena says what the situation needs is a woman's touch. And she s- scratches the rope off. And um, they both manage to uh, escape. And I, I love Batman's genius idea of getting rid of the plague in this. <laughs> <laughs> which is just quite simply to blow it up <laughs> yeah that's I always wondered about that uh, I guess fire just kills the plague <laughs> yeah it, um, it is strange isn't it because as a kid genuinely I never understood why blowing it up would get rid of it because sure you think that would spread it even further yeah who knows maybe the temperature but apparently, <laughs> apparently fire conquers all yes um so he, he decides to get this gasoline truck and um, he sort of like makes a trail of it and then takes a grenade with him and, and halfway through he blow, like, throws the grenade and blows it up. Well, what makes me laugh is that it only blows up backwards. Like It doesn't go forward and blow the whole truck up, which is what probably would happen in real life. But Batman carries on anyway. <laughs> this is animated cartoon. So he knew we, it. Yeah, we don't have real life science applied here. That's yeah. so funny. So yeah, that's how he decides to take it out, and then at the last minute, he dives out of the truck and drives it into Red Claw's escape helicopter and blows it up, um, spreading more fire, spreading more fire, and, and creating more chaos. Um, but yeah, so that after that, we see Red Claw cursing at Batman. Um, <laughs> she is not impressed with what's happened, and. Um, Yes, um, she then decides to attack Catwoman, who's standing on sort of like the the ledge next to her, the rocks, and she gets in this big uh, mountain lion. The irony of the whole episode: <laughs> the mountain lion appears on the ridge of the cliff, 
and dives forward to take out Red Claw. <laughs> I always thought that was a little weird. It, it is a little weird, but it, it's quite ironic as well. I think they did it for yes. a bit of irony. And did, I think it's to kind of teach people, a, a, teach the kids a lesson as well. Yes. It's and don't the, ever play with guns. Don't, don't play with guns and don't cross tigers or mountain lions. I think that was the birth of a lot of uh, vegetarians. <laughs> uh, let's say, but the, yeah, sorry, go on. She doesn't. We. I just wanted to make sure people know she doesn't die. We get her again in no. another episode. <laughs> no, she did. She definitely doesn't die. She yeah, returns with a vengeance later in the series. And then uh, after that, we have the conclusion of the yes. episode. The epic conclusion. Where Catwoman, uh, she's sees that Maven's all right. Yeah, yeah. So Maven is totally unharmed. Um, Bruce says, "Oh, they they knew where she was, but she's safe." And um, and Catwoman's just like, "Well, why didn't you take me away?" Because I don't want you treated like some common criminal. And then we get the yes. the epic line of, um, "So you do care." And then he says, more than you'll ever know. And then just handcuffs her. Which is the, With the coolest, coolest handcuffs ever. They are, they are the coolest handcuffs ever. They <laughs> really are. Even got little bat wings on them. <laughs> oh, I love that. Batman just couldn't resist his own personal touch on that. But yeah, that's the conclusion to the outstanding and epic episode that is The Cat and the Claw. Yes, and the very first time we get to see that cat woman... We get a new villain in Red Claw, yeah. who's not just a who's not just a one-off either. No, she's not nice. a one-off. She's she's uh, definitely one of the the main sort of characters um, in episodes to come. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, fantastic um, two-part episode. It really is. What would you rate it? Um, I'm gonna give it a. Hmm. It's tough. I like I like the episode. It's not one of my personal favorites, so I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. Mm, okay. How okay. about you? I was going to say seven. Mm, okay. Because I I just I just feel like uh, it's a good overall episode. It's an important episode. It's just not one that I. It's not like one of my favorite favorites, but I feel yeah. like it's solid overall. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I would never tire of rewatching it. <laughs> no, I, it's got some classic lines in there as well, hasn't it? And some cool fight scenes, and uh, yeah, it is a great episode. I know it's uh, one of Simon's, who is at Batman the Animated Fan. It's one of his favorite episodes as well. Yeah, and it also has that scene where Catwoman kisses him while they're swinging. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, after he's claiming it's for her cat, <laughs> Batman's face. <laughs> Uh, I I also really love that whole design of Catwoman too. I've always loved that costume. Same, yeah. I, in the new adventures, it's it's a nice suit, but I, I prefer the human eyes and stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool design. It really is fantastic. And I feel like before Batman the Animated Series, there's never really been a Catwoman that wore a gray cat suit. Yeah. Yeah. At least I, that I know of. It's usually purple or mm. 
black or she had like a green dress all the way in the yeah. long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But I've never in terms of like the base design, it's like identical to the ninety two one as well. Not in terms of colour, but in terms of design and stuff. Yeah. Which, which is pretty is... awesome. Yeah, and I really like you said. It, I think the human eyes play a big part. That that really makes it better. I think. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does because it, it shows that it's not some like techie advanced suit. Then, um, yeah, I, I do really really like this episode, and and so cool to see Selena. And um, I love how when you know Batman's starting to get a bit of trust in her, she just double crosses him and stuff like that. Is just epitomizes what Catwoman is. So they they nailed this episode. They they really did, and I I think uh, one of the best parts too is how the like the ending. It's just great seeing how Batman. He's multiple times said to her throughout the episode what he really thinks about her, yeah. And as, as Bruce and Batman, and we still see that he's he's just uh, he's honor bound and he's about his principles and he still takes her in. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. He's not. She's not. She's not even above the law. <laughs> she's not, no, she's not above the law. Nobody is above Batman's law. But I wouldn't stop him from enjoying that kiss she gave him. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but that is a that's a cat in the claw. What what do we have next on deck? Okay, so uh, next episode uh, after the cat in the claw is um, one that not a lot of people have seen. Um, and not a lot of people have seen the episode either. It's called See No Evil. <laughs> I was hoping you'd see what I did there. Or maybe you like like see it. Maybe you didn't see it. I didn't. <laughs> what, do, what do you think of this episode? Uh, not one of my favourites, but um, we do get some quite funny quotes in it. And some, uh, some really creepy, like unbelievably creepy moments. So, Heck yeah. It's going to be yeah, a fun one to review. It's going to be hard for us to take pictures of it, I feel. <laughs> um, just just take a picture of an empty set. He's there. Yeah, he, he is there somewhere, I promise you. <laughs> um, it, is, it is going to be tough to do that, but I'm sure we'll figure it away. What are you thinking for Cat and the Claw pictures? Because I, I, something that I've thought about, but it's difficult, isn't it, without the main villain? Um... I feel like I've done a lot of different shots. I've done the shots where she's beginning breaking into the the apartment to get the necklace yeah. with Isis. I've done where they're swinging and she's giving Batman a kiss. Mm. Uh, I've done a few close-ups. I, I, I really wish there was a red claw. Oh, I also did a... I did one where she's on the camera with Red Claw's camera, so I had to take a bunch of different angles of her where it looks like she's in a room being filmed. Oh, and cool. I, I used the PNG of Red Claw, so it looked like that. And I used a bunch of real, like, extra figures and thugs to make it look like they were watching her. Oh, that's, cool. as close, that's as close as I got to having a Red Claw in the picture. You should do, like, a collage of all those pictures. That would be quite cool to see. I mean, post it in your story or something. I'd love to see that. I'd have to, I'll have to find those. Yeah, hopefully, I, in the switch of my phone, a while back, I lost like half of my stuff. So oh. to, hopefully, I still have that. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, 
in terms of the next episode, like, like you said, a lot of people, it's not one that they even probably know exists. Yeah. Not even just. I I think it's one of my favorites in terms of in terms of like creepy moments because yeah. like you, there's there's some pretty creepy moments, especially at the beginning when you don't know what's going on. Well, what what's interesting about this episode is that. Um... So Cat and the Claw was aired, the part two was aired in September 92 and See No Evil was aired in February 93. So in the next episode, you kind of hear um, Conroy's voice evolving into what it is now, if that makes sense. So it, it yeah. sounds a bit different in the, the series. That's one thing that always stood out to me re-watching the, the episodes a few years ago. And um, I always thought it was, it was quite strange how it suddenly jumps and then went back. But then obviously when I looked at the running order, it, it explains it. Um, so it's interesting how they chose that, but um, yeah, that's cool. That you noticed that, yeah. Well, I'm just looking through it now on the list of episodes, and, and I found that strange. But you know, it, it just shows how quickly that he sort of got into his stride with, with that voice. And we took sort of three months, four months for him to nail that voice for the next 20 years and still going, and still going, indeed. Hopefully in a Justice League reunion movie next. Oh, so hope so. I hope so too. I definitely supported JL, the new one. Where's the Fatal Five? Oh, it's just such an outstanding movie. What did you think of it? Oh, I really, really enjoyed it. I really loved the way that DC animated films always they just never let me down, and the way that they uh, build the characters of uh, Starboy and and Jessica Cruz, I really enjoyed that. Mm. And I really enjoyed, too, the introduction of each of the the Trinity because they played their theme music, and there's just an epic intro every time. Yeah, and I know I said to you last night, but the Wonder Woman entry is just amazing. It really is. The music is just outstanding. I remember it took us all the way back to the... Um, Paradise Lost episode with that music. It's just amazing. Mm. My favorite part was uh, when Batman does something very, because I don't want to be spoilerish yet because I know it just, it did just still come out on DVD here. So, but Batman takes down one guy and Star Wars, like, you are scary. If you see the moment, you'll know why it's Batman is, it's awesome. It's so awesome. It's just I like a it. continuation of the like JLU. It actually is. It's like an episode, like a long episode after it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed those characters because we never really got to see him. I didn't really know anything about Starboy, and it's really cool seeing Jessica Cruz as a Bruce Tim character, her eyes per character. Yeah, yeah, definitely is, and she's just such a freaking cool Green Lantern. Hope we get to see more of her and the rest of the Green Lantern corpse as well. I hope we get figures. Mm, figures would be outstanding if we do. I mean, the they, did, they did figures for the Justice League, um, Gods and Monsters, so I don't see why we, we shouldn't or couldn't get figures for this. I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the episode, and that's the next one coming up, and we got a, a pretty, I think, awesome guest that went it went well. We already did the interview. Yeah. What did you think of the guest? Brilliant, brilliant guy. And um, 
such a diverse collector as well. He's got so many different like, comics and figures and uh, general collectibles. So, um, yeah, he was a fantastic guy. And, um, yeah, hopefully you're going to really, really enjoy what's come because it, it really was a pleasure for us. And he is 100% committed to Mezco. He is, yes. He's a, he's a brave He's a brave collector. Yeah, a brave collector. And uh, it, was a, it really was a lot of fun talking to him because uh, we feel that he is someone that is very active in the toy community. and Not in the toy community, just comics and pop culture. And he's always very supportive of everyone. And it's just, it was a, it was a fun interview. And we really hope that you guys enjoy, enjoy it as much as we did. Mm. And yeah, so if you want to, if you want to know who we're talking about, it is Greg Rosenberger. If you want to follow him on Instagram, he is at Greg underscore Rosenberger. Pretty simple. <laughs> and, uh, we will uh, see you guys on the other side of this. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hope you guys enjoyed the, that episode and look forward to the next one. We'll see you on the other Scott. Tyler. I have a big issue, my friend. Do, do tell, do tell. The, I like to take a lot of toy picks, and sometimes I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to build sets, or I just don't have the money to build sets. And I saw that you've been messing around with extreme sets, and I want to know your honest opinion. What do you think of these things? I think extreme sets is an answer to it's an answer to convenience it's an answer to being compact and it's an answer to taking great photos i absolutely love the details that extreme sets have and they're so simple to use and incredibly versatile you can make so many different things with them and you can even combine sets to make some whole other world of, of different possibilities so extreme sets for me it's a massive thumbs up. And when you you take it out, it's pretty flat, but you can like you pop it up, and basically it's like a cardboard prop up set. Absolutely, yeah. So you can connect um, any of the walls together to make many different possibilities, and you've got all the different floor patterns that you can use. Make different rooms. You can make it look like there's a, a door leading into a room. So extreme sets for me. Uh, are unrivaled and well with my lighting situation and stuff i'm worried about you know glare and lights bouncing off of something that you know might be printed off and it looks like they're printed is there any trouble with that or is it is it matte what is it what is it like well fear not because it is matte <laughs> it can bounce light off any yes. to, to to make it illuminate and i personally i i use some nice bright almost led type lights and and they hit that surface and it does nothing but illuminate all the details of it. So it's it's absolutely perfect. Well, I know that once I buy it, I'm definitely saying that the reason I got it is because of you, but because <laughs> definitely knowing that you like it and it's working for you and seeing your pictures and how they turn out, I well, think that it's finally something I'm going to take a, take a dive into. Well, all I know is once you get one, you're going to want about 20. So. <laughs> Well, luckily, you can combine them. <laughs> exactly, yes. They have so many great offers on them. The, um, so you recommend extreme sets? 
100%. Yeah, absolutely. I, I recommend extreme sets. And um, once you buy one, like I say, you'll be buying multiples of them. And that leads us on nicely to their discounts. They offer some fantastic deals. A lot of time they do um, two for the price of three. You get discount of 20% if you spend over $100 and you're signed up to their mailing service. So absolutely go for it. Extreme sets are what, certainly, certainly the best in, in pop-up dioramas. And you could use a lot of our guest codes to get deals as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to thank Jesse, um, who's at Neronian, for using his discount code, which is Nero, um, N E R O. So yeah, fantastic, and that gets you ten percent discount on your first purchase. Well, you heard it here, folks, at DC Figures and Collectibles. That Scott himself from At the Bat Fan, he's not only tested these out, he loves them. He recommends them. I'm buying one. He got me to do that. Our guest today, our guest from last week as well, Lewis, got me is already got me to buy the Mezco Catwoman. So maybe I should stop talking to people. <laughs> definitely, definitely getting an extreme sets. So hope you guys enjoy it. Test it out. If you do, let us know. Let Scott know. Tag us and picks. Tag extreme sets. And yeah, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. I am joined right now by Scott, all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England. And right now, we are about to talk to, interview, meet, introduce you to someone that uh, we feel is probably, if you were to draw up the, uh, the perfect person that you'd want on Instagram in terms of just being an all-around nice guy, someone who's passionate, someone that's supportive, someone that uh, has a lot of knowledge as well on a lot of subject matter that he likes to post on. And if you're not following him, you definitely should be. His name is at Greg underscore Rosenberger on Instagram. And the regular name is just Greg. And we are happy to have him on the show. Uh, Greg, how are you doing? Wow, man. Thank you so much. Uh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And uh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Scott, for the opportunity. Many no uh, problem. Very, very happy to have you on the show. Yeah, I, I echo what Tyler said. Like, I, I think like nobody epitomizes integrating into the community and, and getting involved as much as you do. So, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. That's that's so funny. It's it's great to hear that. Um, it's it, Looking back, it's funny. I've was so apprehensive about social media. Yeah. Um, actually, a, a, a buddy of mine was like, "Why? Why are you? Why are you always going through the internet to look at Instagram? Why don't you just join?" I'm like, um, "I don't know." And now, looking back, the the two years or so that I've been here and the community and the people that I've met, it's it's certainly paid off. Yeah, it's understandable. It's understandable these days, social media. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm very glad you did join for sure. Now, Greg. If yes. you will, if you will, uh, bless our ears. We would love to know uh, a little bit about you and your backstory growing up, how you got to be the avid lover of all things comics and pop culture. And yeah, we just love to know where, how you uh, came about harvesting that love. Maybe who influenced you? Uh, first comics you can remember. Maybe first figure you remember having. Anything like that. We love. We love to hear your story. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I have to thank my father. Uh, he always had comics in the house uh, when I was growing up, um, encouraged my older brother and I uh, to watch cartoons, read comic books, um, everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he always had, like I said, didn't matter if it was Marvel or DC or what, but I just always remember uh, comic books laying around the house and him just always saying like, you guys, you boys ought to check this out. <laughs> you know, Batman 66 being on the television and, you know, yeah, I mean, it, he, he is the main reason that I am the person that I am today. Well, we're very thankful to him already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would have to say, looking back at my childhood, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, Romita senior uh, Spider-Man books, the Neil Ooh. Adams Batman books. Um, and my dad, like I said, he, he, he spoiled me. Um, I had just about every single Mego figure they released back in the day. Ah, that, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I think that's, what's led me to, uh, the appreciation of, uh, the Mezco line, uh, not only the soft goods, but just the range of licenses. I mean, to have the same scale figures, being able to integrate, you know, or, or incorporate your, your Captain America with your Superman, with your Judge Dredd, whatever. I mean, that to me, that's just like a huge, a huge deal for me. And a bit with of pop as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. Nice. That's a so, uh, Do you also, do you have a custom Robin Mezco? I do. I do. I actually obtained one uh, from Joseph from uh, Just Figures. Ah, well, he's awesome. Yeah, thank. He he, uh, he. God, it was a year ago or so. He kind of mentioned something about a Robin, you know, making a Robin figure. And again, going back to uh, the early days of Mezco and watching a YouTube video, and I think his name was Pierre from Mezco saying that. Uh, Mez himself, although being a huge Batman fan, not really fond of the Boy Wonder. Hmm. So when Just Figures was tossing around this idea of making a Mezco style custom, I'm like, dude, sign me up! I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think it looks awesome. I just was looking through your pictures right now. I was like, man, I did I miss this because I I, I have not seen it yet. So I thought that was something to point. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it took some time. Uh, you know, he, Joseph's, uh, you know, kind of new to the, to the custom, um, field. He's working out some kinks himself, but, uh, like I said, we've been, had discussions for a long time. So, um, he was, uh, nice enough to, uh, get me one of those right out, right out the box. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, I, I it's funny. I, I used to dabble a bit, uh, in customs myself, um, sort of got, out of it as I, as I grew older, just was like, it was a little bit too daunting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I certainly have grown to appreciate these other customizers out there. And I have a few uh, pieces here and there throughout my uh, Mezco collection. And I always, am just amazed at what these guys can do. Oh, it's yeah, crazy, it look- isn't it? Yeah. The, the customizers just put so much detail. I mean, that just looks like a genuine Mezco Robin. It looks so good. <laughs> It's, it's, about, it's about time we had a Mezco Robin as well. 
yeah i mean like i said i don't know i don't know how this guy does it i mean i know he took a trip uh back to uh china at some point and got his uh you know got his uh some experience as far as what to work with and, and, and how to work his magic but yeah i'm still just blown away by what these guys can do but, um couple of pieces that i have uh i think uh, another customizer pyro clicks or i'm sorry pyro flicks uh he made a custom uh staff for uh the uh deathstroke figure oh i remember that and, it looks great and, yeah i mean initially he's like well you know i was throwing around this idea i don't know is anybody interested <laughs> and people just mobbed on it now in terms of uh you said a little bit earlier that you're a little apprehensive about getting on instagram well, now, well, just just social media, social media. OK. And then sharing and sharing your love and your hobby. Now, when you first got on, what was what was that like? Well, um, like I said, initially, I'm just like, well, I'm new to this. I don't know really quite what I'm doing. So let me just throw some comic books out there and let me throw some you know, images of some, you know, these figures that I've acquired. And then uh, I quickly uh, came across you, Tyler, and uh Again, have to thank you for being one of my uh, inspirations, uh, a sense of uh, motivation for me to get into uh, the whole figure photography. Um, again, going back quite a few years, I mean, we're talking 1984. I remember being in my backyard of my family home with my DC superpowers figures <laughs> and, my and my dad's camera and taking pictures. Really? Yeah, Dang. and now all and now all these years later, I'm going. What the hell? <laughs> where, where, why was there no? Where was there? Why was there no outlet then? <laughs> that just to hear that you were doing it all the way back then is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's kind of ridiculous to to think about it, and and even back then, I'm like, why am I doing this? What? <laughs> but hey, you know, obviously it 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 grew legs. Yes. Now, when did uh, when did you start realizing that this was a, a lot bigger than you had ever even realized at first? Well, you know, quickly. I mean, really, once I jumped on Instagram and, and started really just focusing on, uh, you know, toy photography, action figure collecting, I just saw so many people out there that shared that same passion, that same love. Um, so it was it was again it was real easy uh to be to to find common interest and then to just find this huge uh supportive community mm. and you did find that to be the case that tend to be overall a supportive community absolutely absolutely okay. i mean i've always i've always had friends throughout my lifetime that were interested you know okay cool you like these comics or okay cool you know action figures already but to be able to talk to you guys and and direct message so many other people out there and just comment on people's posts and have people comment on mine yeah i mean it's 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 very out it's very outreaching and um yeah i just find a lot of uh i find a lot of uh gratification in talking to people with the same interests the same likes mm. what um sort of like you your friends get involved with it and so like you've done a picture do you ask sort of advice or anything or 
Say again, I'm sorry, Scott. Um, so when you you do pictures or you're doing, like, I don't know, making a custom or something or thinking of doing something um, a little bit different, what do you sort of, like, do you go to people for advice? Is there anybody that you kind of want to shout oh. out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, right off the bat, um, you just talk to him, uh, Jesse at Neronian. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, just in case, uh, figure Nate. Um, I mean, just to name a few, I mean, yeah. those are, those are great guys. Like I said, they're all yeah. Guys. Yeah. Immediately Man. just, uh, just, you know, liking the stuff I'm doing, uh, commenting, encouraging, just again, just building that support group and, Kind of, you know, again, kind of reassuring that, hey, you know, and like what you guys say, doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't no. have to be what, what, you know, what some of these, you know, other guys are doing. It just, hey, have fun. Do what yeah, you like. Exactly. Yeah. Always saying, yeah. but there's no rules to this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no but, uh, yeah. But I mean, just like I said, just to hear from you hear feedback from guys that that like i said i follow and i think are doing just amazing stuff and they comment about you know some of the things that i do it's like well all right that's that's <laughs> certainly again that's certainly gratifying you're part of the family <laughs> that's that's exactly how i've come to that's how i've come to feel certainly <laughs> now i have to give you a little bit of uh well not a little bit of full props because uh when i I never really thought about getting an extreme set until I first uh, saw you posting your your dock one, your animated dock. Uh -huh. and you've since gotten uh, a few more extreme sets, and I just wanted to know what you think about them overall, and if, uh, if they've been a godsend to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a absolutely. Um, I again going back to when you know you and I first started interacting, Tyler. I saw you doing so much. Uh, creating and making your own dioramas and, I, and i've certainly dabbled a bit here and there um but nowhere near to your degree uh so when i saw extreme sets and what they were doing i was thinking you know what that's a that's a real good way to keep doing what i want to do and not beating myself up for not being as creative as you know some of some of you other guys out there so yeah, um, I mean, I tell you the truth, I have a few sets out in the garage that I've had for a couple months that I haven't even opened yet. Oh, nice. Oh, no way. Definitely got those <laughs> Can't wait till you bust out that. Yeah, it's fun. I, I wish I had more time. I mean, that, if there was any complaint about doing this whole Instagram and toy photography thing, I just wish I had more time because I have ideas. I have things that I would like to do and that just not enough time in the day. But yeah, extreme sets certainly certainly does make uh, the whole process easier. And in fact, I saw something, I think yesterday or last night, that they're going to start doing uh, furniture. Yes, that looks amazing. Really yeah, I believe Scott that. posted that in his story. That's what I saw. <laughs> so that, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely psyched for anything that these guys do. Mm, really looking forward to seeing that. What sets are they that you've got out of interest? I know one of them uh, I have to ask you about, but what sets have you got? Boy, oh boy! The ones that I've that I've still not uh, unboxed, I know are the Vault. Oh, that looks and good. yeah, and I know Tyler. I know you. I've seen you do some really cool shots with that. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think I think it's the I think it's what are they? They are two separate. It's the Vault and then the Bank. 
Yes. Yeah, I've got I've got both of those and have yet to even, like I said, unbox them or do anything with them yet. But that, that, that's not a band. That's Wayne Manor or. <laughs> <laughs> I think you use it for a million different things over the bank. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's my lazy again, desire. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like with you, Tyler, and 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 Scott, and a few of the other guys out there, I've seen you guys mix and match things yeah. too, and I'm like, oh man, I would have never, I would have never thought about that. That's that's <laughs> clever as hell. Well, we got a lot of time on our hands, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I would love to say that it's oh yeah we just have these creative moments that it's yeah he's right just too much time is is <laughs> but one no. in particular I was definitely definitely going to ask you about is the um, control center so you've got the, the ultra super deluxe one which is the purple now being yeah. Justice League Unlimited fan and it just looks like the Watchtower so bad from Just Sling Unlimited. It looks beautiful, and I love the shots you take, especially that one with Flash. Love that shot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like the color of that. I like the color of the oh, set, how it plays off some of the other characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really It's really, really cool. clever that you put um, purple soldiers in there and then put the red Flash, because Flash really stands out compared to even the soldiers and, and yeah i love that shot a lot it looks fantastic cool well, i appreciate that and that's what's funny is i am i am primarily um mezco 112 collector mm-hmm. right now um but i've collected you know over the years just about everything i mean yeah gi joe like i said Mego, all of that um but what i do now is army builders so when i see yeah. uh, your paladins or your demolition man or whatever it be and i think you know no they don't necessarily the characters or the figures themselves uh can kind of blend in and don't necessarily need the soft goods to counter yeah. to, to play off of amigo figures that's clever yeah that, that's genuinely very clever i like that it probably saves you a lot more money in army building <laughs> yes army building misco <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well i mean again again going back to joseph of just figures I don't know if you guys follow. I'm Tyler. I think you follow him, but oh, how yeah. this guy, how this guy, has pulled off, uh, I mean, tens or twenties of some of these figures. I mean, and I'm not talking like, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. You know, ten or twenty, twenty original uh, yellow and red Daredevil figures to customize figures. But I mean, he's been sitting on fully loaded Punishers, and I mean, we're talking, we're talking bank right there. My favorite thing is he'll randomly be like, "Oh, I want to, uh, I want to sell some of this stuff. I just happen to have some original Dark Knight with the yellow oval just sitting around in the closet. I'll sell this for a cheap price." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or under your closet. He's like, <laughs> like, "Oh, I forgot. I forgot I had twenty of these in the closet." <laughs> He's like, "It's like where the hell did that come from? Like, we've got like, a black hole of figures." <laughs> He's probably got. He's probably got the like twenty deluxe jokers. I bet just hiding. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be furious if he does. I want one. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I definitely want one too. Now, because you mentioned it, and because you are a, I think a, a connoisseur in all things Mezco, I would love to know um, what is your favorite figure. And I don't care if it's for DC, Marvel, Space Ghost, Hanna Barbera. I want to know overall what you think is best Mezco figure that's been released to date. Wow. 
I get I get asked that question quite a bit, and I, and I this is my answer. And and I'm a single guy. I don't have kids, but my answer is that's like asking a parent to choose your favorite kid. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so currently, um, I'm really digging on the blade figure. Nice. But but I mean, it's just because he's my newest figure. Um, <laughs> Gosh, man. I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I like Space Ghost because that takes me back to my childhood. Um, same. Same. I love when you post a picture of him. You can't you can't go wrong with um, – now, I don't have the fully loaded Punisher, but I was able to score the Special Ops, which I think is a real close as far as the look of it, uh, uh, comic book version. So he's an easy, he's an easy choice. Mm. And what do you think of what's that? What do you think of the Popeye? Because I've been eyeing that for a while now. Well, and again, um, I got both. (laughs) I couldn't decide. (laughs) I couldn't decide on the standard or the deluxe. So I got both. And that's the same as as Space Ghost. I mean, I just remember Sunday mornings sitting around the television uh, watching watching the Popeye cartoons. and, And yeah, I mean, like I said, I was happy with the standard version. I thought, yeah, that's good enough. And then I started seeing more and more pictures of the deluxe version. I'm like, no, damn, man, I want that one too. <laughs> now, uh, do you think they'll ever make a Birdman, Mezco? Oh, what's that? Birdman? The Hanna-Barbera? Oh, oh I, dude. I mean, I want Hercule. I mean, when the, again, when, when the line first launched and Pierre was at, uh, I think, New York Comic Con, I mean, he was throwing out Birdman, Herculoids. I mean, no. bring it on. Bring it on. I'd buy a Birdman and a see, Oh, yeah. I would love to see any and all of that stuff for sure. <laughs> I mean, expand the Popeye line. I've seen a couple custom uh, Bluto's or Brutuses out there. Yeah, I, I, I can't get enough. Any, uh, what's, what's the guy that wants to buy a hamburger today? Yeah, Wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wimpy. I mean, again, it's strange. I mean, it's like I wouldn't have pegged myself. And I think uh, uh, Wade Merrick uh, at Unparalleled Universe, I think he's kind of said the same thing. It's like, yeah, we had a fondness for Popeye. But when you get that when you get that figure in hand, it's like, oh, damn, you just you, all of a sudden it just opens up and and re- you recall all these different you know, memories. And it's like. Yeah, Popeye meant a lot more to me than I thought. Hmm. Yeah, heck yeah, especially in a time where cartoons are hard to get at. At least they had those replaying. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, I feel like I haven't asked. No, I, 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 I wanted to say I, I really like the um, black suit Spider-Man that you got. Oh, got. yeah. He looks so yeah. cool. Cause I, growing up, Spider-Man 3 was one of the first big superhero movies I can remember in those Raimi trilogies. So I love that black suit Spider-Man. Love the shots that you take of him as well. What's he like? He's amazing. And um, I'm really pleased with the change that they made in the um, fabric or the costume that they decided to go with. Mm, Initially, it just looked like a, you know, a kind of standard fabric. And then they made it into this like faux leather stuff. And that was a, that was a a good, a good decision. Um, I know, (laughs) um, Mezco has had definitely some growing pains over the last few years of, as, as they've expanded. Um, I've never personally had difficulty with them. 
I'm not, not to say I haven't had issues with their figures, Yeah. but when I have run into them, I contact them and they resolve the issue. That's why I continue to do most of my ordering um, through them. I know there's certainly other venues out there, Tyler and Scott, you mentioned, uh, you know, a, a few of them and not, I'm not, I'm not apprehensive against them. It's just that at, at this point, Mezco's never done me wrong. So I kind of want to give them uh, my business. Yeah. It's tried and true. Tried yeah, and true. Um, yeah. The one, uh, the one thing I, if I could go back was uh, their uh, lawmaster uh, motorcycle for judge dread. It took him. It took him three tries to send me one that worked properly. All the bells and whistles and sounds and everything like that. But again, they took care of me. No, that's good. That's good. That's uh, that genuinely is good to hear because a lot of people do criticize Mezco for things like that. So that that is good to hear. Yeah. Now I have a question. Just before we we started this chat, Tyler. I saw you post <laughs> something about Beast Kingdoms. Uh, I've, I wonder if this is going to come up. <laughs> so uh, how is that going to affect San Diego for you two? Um, here's the thing. I'm still going to try to go and get in. Okay. Because been, we've been talking to all these guests and even you and a lot of these people I've followed for years, and I was really looking forward to this time of uh, – getting together with like-minded people and meeting a lot of people, a lot of people that I've seen and admired their work for years and even getting to talk to them. It was like, it felt like I was talking to an old friend, even talking to you right now. It feels like I've, I've talked to you a hundred times before, but I'm still going to try to go. And I'm, I'm hoping, and I know Scott's still looking at a few things. I'm hoping Scott's able to come out because I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah I would love, I would love to see you guys out there. Are you going? Well, I should rephrase that. I would love to hear you guys from San Diego. No, I went to, I went as a boy years ago with my dad when it was a comic book convention. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I lived in Southern California up until about six years ago. Whereabouts, um, And it just, it just seemed like it, again, not, I don't want to criticize it. But it's, it just certainly changed its focus over the years it got it got further away from comic books and into more uh, other correct correct and i and i can't you know there, again i don't want to criticize that's where a lot i mean even the uh, emerald city comic con up here and up by seattle where i where i live that's getting larger and larger every year um definitely fortunately there's lot, actually yeah yeah uh i mean fortunately there's smaller things popping up um in june there's a uh summer con and that's certainly a cool um alternative so it seems like more and more similar again when i was still living in southern california if you didn't want to put up with the hassle factor of san diego comic con um there was WonderCon in anaheim and that was yeah. like 10 minutes 10 minutes from where i lived so i'm like why wouldn't i why wouldn't i do that you lived in a great area Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was where I lived. I mean, I could I could walk to Angel Stadium and have the <sighs> ball game, or I or I could drive you know drive a few minutes and be at uh, you know be at the convention center and 
check out a con. So you had me at Angels game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Mike. What was it like at um, Emerald City Comic Con? It looked pretty cool. I know you got some good pickups from that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, like I said, it, it's getting bigger each year, but uh, I always, I always go and uh, find some kind of a takeaway. I mean, uh, that's pretty much what I had been doing. Um, even the last few years in, in Southern California, um, don't want to get completely personal, but was living sort of a party lifestyle. You can get as personal as you like, my friend. Living sort of a party lifestyle, and it was taking its toll. And I thought, boy, I need to, I need to get away from this. What, 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 what is, what, what can draw me away from, you know, the drinking and all this kind of stuff? And I thought, why don't I go back and rebag and board all my comic books and why don't I start co- collecting and filling in gaps in my collection and boy wait a minute why don't and that's when about like I said WonderCon was coming around and yeah I'll, I'll, that'll be my focus I'll devote my I'll devote myself to those kind of interests that is amazing. Not, not that I don't enjoy a cold beer every getting every now and again <laughs> of course but that is that is weird that you mentioned that not weird but it, it seems to be a theme that with a lot of people that tend to have uh overindulgences and chemicals and i feel like we've all been there at one stage or another i feel like a lot of times it's this hobby and this kind of thing that helps bring us out of it yeah i know justin case mentioned that um you know during his his uh chat with you fellas and that again it was kind of like cool all right, I'm 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 not the only one. You know, there's other people out there that you know that did have those struggles and found this again to be a, a positive outlet. Yeah, and I I definitely know of more. Of course, I would never say their name, but yeah, you're not, we're not alone. We're not alone out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love hearing that kind of stuff, and it is crazy to think that something that you enjoyed and meant so much to you as a kid, you kind of lose your way. Uh, in between like your teen years and then you're like, what, why, why don't I mess around with this stuff? This is what I loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, funny, uh, Scott, I heard you guys chatting about the uh, mutant leader and all yeah. of his spikes, including yeah. his nipples. Yeah. yeah he's, he, he's, he's, he can hurt you, man. He can hurt you. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, he can, yeah. Uh, he, he actually, he actually can. Is that the, he, he can't, uh, you can't come close to defeating us though, because we're not nearly fifty yet. So, <laughs> unlike, unlike uh, Batman, but no, like he's he's quite a cool figure though, isn't he? Quite like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish again going back to, I wish they would expand. I wish I would. I'd like to see a Joker from the yes. DKR. I'd like to see Superman. I mean, there's. I understand can... that there's so many things they there's so many again licenses that they're trying to do, but yeah. I wish they'd. I wish they'd like maybe focus a little bit more on one and expand on that a bit more. Yeah, like they did, like a Nightwing and a, a Carrie Kelly and Robin would be awesome as well. Or even oh, yeah. Dark and Robin and Red Hood and so many yes. cool ones they could do. I love that Dark Knight Returns Batman you've got as well. Where we're talking about mutant leader, he's freaking awesome. <laughs> so um, I still think those are the best Mezco, the first Dark Knight releases. Oh, I oh yeah. Those. No. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree. There's one figure I was definitely wanting to ask you about actually before we move on from Mezco, which is the Batman Beyond. You're one of the few people I know 
that's got him, and I've got him too, and he's bloody cool, isn't he? He is. He is. Um, again, I I knew he was going to be a cool figure. Uh, yeah. I, I've certainly enjoyed. I've certainly enjoyed the animated series, but it's one of those things that until you actually get the figure in hand, mm. you're you're just. I mean, I was just amazed at how how much I like him, and again, the costuming and all the detail. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm actually. There's a uh, name, name dropping, Drone Customs. I think he's out uh, from out of, uh, from your way, Scott. Um, oh, cool. He's uh, got a uh, old man Bruce mm. head sculpt and uh, Terry McGinnis head sculpt that's uh, going to be coming out, and I'm going to do my best to snag those the unmasked uh, head sculpts. Dang. Oh, yeah, they do look fantastic. Just checking out his account now. It looks yeah, awesome. I just, I went over to look at them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, they so look absolutely amazing. You mentioned it, and we're going to move on to that question. And I want, are you a big Batman animated series fan? Huge. Oh, Huge. Perfect. Yeah, I have the, uh, it's, it's DVD, but I do have the entire uh, collection on DVD. In fact, if I can remember right, I'm glancing at it now. I believe the insert, the episode guide, I have that signed by Mr. Bruce Tim himself. Oh my gosh. The hardest yeah, I had, to get. <laughs> yeah, I had the, uh, had the uh, immense pleasure of meeting him quite a few years ago at Emerald City and had him sign, I think, that book, that, that episode guide. Did you take two Justice pairs of <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I was I, I was able to compose myself. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and I don't have to tell you that this guy's, you know, that animated series just turned everything on its head. I mean, from that point forward, everybody was like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is how." you do an animated series. You can appeal to both the kids and the adults. Now, we have to ask, because there's a traditional question, what are your top three Batman animated series episodes? Well, it, again, it's a, it's a, that's a difficult to, to be able to whittle it down to three. Um, you know, the, the easy answers, which I've heard from uh, other guests, <laughs> On Leather Wings, uh, Heart of Ice, Over the Edge, fantastic episodes. Yes, great. Choice. Robin's Reckoning. Okay. I personally have to go with um, Demon's Quest. Ooh, and, I think that, and I think that may have even been uh, Jesse's choice. Yes, it was um, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Great episode. It's going with a theme here. How about, uh, and I think this is the new adventures. Can I, can I say new adventures? Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, the demon within. I knew you were going to pick that because of Jack. Okay. Kirby. <laughs> okay. I, I knew you'd make that correlation. Tyler. <laughs> That's why I love you. You love your creators. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and especially, like I said, it's weird to think back when I was a kid and reading my dad's comics, Jack Kirby's art, used to kind of scare the shit out of me a little bit. It's definitely kind of different. Freak, 
kind of freaked me out a little bit and it took me a while to, to actually come around and appreciate it. Um, but yeah, a third, and this probably won't be a surprise either. Um, Legends of the Dark Knight. Mm. Oh, that's a fantastic episode. That's the first time we've ever had two new Batman adventures in the top three. Okay. Yeah, it is. I like it. <laughs> love. There are some. There's such that. good, well-written episodes in there, despite the different animation. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. I think it was maybe Paul Dino, Bruce Tim said they were so reluctant to use magic in the series that they really stayed away from it for so long, and then. Um, with Etrigan, they they used it fantastically. See, I disagree. Yeah. I think the I think the Lazarus Pit is magic. Mm, yeah, technically that could be true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I would say so. I would say so. I think they got, they skirted around it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, they, they were in denial. <laughs> <laughs> and it is close to Egypt, where they are. <laughs> All right, sorry with the dad jokes, but I think those are. Uh, I think th- those are some solid answers. I'm. Re- I actually really like the fact that there's two new band adventures in there. But yeah, Scott, a lot of people. A lot of people weren't happy with those with those changes that, that they made as far as the artistic style from the old to the to the new adventures. I actually kind of liked it. It was refreshing to me. So it was. Yeah, as a kid, it's just so so cool to see so much color as well and. Um, just the look of Gotham changed so much with like the, the big bold red sky, and it 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 did look pretty cool. Absolutely, mm, it was quite fun to see. Um, so, are you a big Arkham game fan? Um, I knew this question was going to be coming up too. <laughs> I used to I used to be my friend Tom and I used to be big gamers. Yeah, um, yeah. Now I do. I spend a lot of time watching my nephews play the video games. Yeah. I'm entertained by just watching them play. I'm not a, I'm not a big gamer, but yes, I have watched them play a ton of Arkham Asylum, oh, and it, it's awesome. I mean, it's 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 like again, it's like watching um, a movie. It's not to me. It's like wait, these are video games. I mean, I go back. I'm old school. I'm, I'll be 50 this year, so I go back to like the Pong on Atari. I mean, that's where my video games started. So, oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Like, Asylum is definitely a great way to get introduced to those games. What an absolutely phenomenal game that is. Yeah, now I'll, I'll date myself if, if I can, if I'm remembering correctly. PlayStation 2? I think it was uh, Batman Rise of Sin Tzu. Oh, <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah. That was the la- yeah, that was the last video game that I really recall, like sitting down and playing. Oh, it's crazy I think to Jim, think there was an animated think, game out there. We need a new one. And I think Jim Lee created that character, and he was supposed to be like, the character was supposed to be like the next like Harley Quinn, where it's yeah. like, let's introduce it, let's introduce it in a video game, and then he'll just be gain popularity and just where is he now? <laughs> no one even remembers him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe Matt Reeves is going to surprise us all with his new movie. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so funny if that happened. There's no wonder why he's scared of announcing things. That would make sense. Now, I heard you guys chatting about uh, John Cena. Oh. Yeah. My, my, my reaction, too. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of talk over the last few months as far as him um, 
taking over the role from Chris Evans as Captain America. No way. That makes my stomach turn. <laughs> it um, makes mine turn, just thinking about it. And I, and I kind of agree with what you guys were talking about as far as like, I'm not a, I don't want, again, I don't want to criticize for people that love it. I'm not a huge wrestling fan. Um, so I'm not too, I mean, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, him is black Adam from what I've heard and seen that he looks like he probably fit the bill. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Still not but, my first choice. <laughs> nope. Nope. Certainly not. But it certainly looks like that's the route they're going to take. Yeah. Um, and then even what I think it was yesterday or the day before as peacemaker for suicide squad. Again, not my first choice, but I'm certainly more accepting of that than he as cap. Heck yeah. That would just ruin it for me. <laughs> now, since you're talking about it, do you have tickets tonight for Avengers Endgame? No. Um, to, tomorrow's Friday on the calendar, but it's Monday to me. So I go back to, I go back to my work week. And uh, I work, I work pretty long hours. So I'm actually not going to be seeing Endgame until next Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Are you going to be able to make it? Yes. (laughs) What's that? Spoiler free. Well, I'm hoping everything I've seen on Instagram and other things is that people are going to be respectful. And it's like, there's like a, at least a week or two week, time period where everybody's going to try to not be dicks and <laughs> ruin stuff. So, so we'll see. So we'll see, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. What's funny is I'm hearing you, you guys again mentioned something about it, uh, talking to Jesse with the whole uh, Brie Larson thing. Oh yeah. And then uh, uh, the comic shop that I go to, uh, I'm buddies with the owner and a couple guys that work there and, they were mentioning something too about everybody else seems to be getting along real well, except for Miss Brie Larson. They don't seem, they seem to, she seems to rub them the wrong way or something. And yeah, I just saw I a think video that's where, kinda, where Don Cheeto was kind of annoyed with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's weird. The last couple of days I'm like, damn, that's all I've been. Now tell me again, Tyler, what, what was the, the, the subject that you brought up? Uh, well, with with Thor, it was like someone was. Uh, I think they brought up, they brought up, like, do you do your own stunts? And she was like, "Oh, I thought that was just what you did. I thought you had to do your own stunts." And uh, I think Chris Hemsworth was kind of like, "Well, you don't do all of them." And kind of like just messing with her. And then the guy asked, "What was your favorite? Who's your favorite superhero?" And Chris Hemsworth said, "Oh, and he said, well, yeah, he said Wonder Woman." <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of got irked. Well, you know, I mean, you know. We, we, we can't all get along, but yeah, it was just so funny. Cause like I said, I mean, it was like a couple mentions over the last couple of days. I'm like, damn, it's a, it's a long press junket, isn't it? Oh yeah. How long they've been out doing all this stuff. I mean, she but, shouldn't be, she shouldn't be too disappointed. We all know one woman to kick her ass anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And there's from our, our diehard DC guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's what's funny too is you know growing up and being involved in pulp pop, uh, pop culture. It's like 
you have to you have to if you like star wars you can't like star trek if you like dc <laughs> you can't like marvel and I, I, like i said i've been inundated with this stuff ever since i was a kid so i have appreciation for just about anything and everything um so it's t- it's tough for me to to say oh you know not this or all of that or bring it on yeah uh, I, I i like things as long as they're good i'll I'll give it a go. Like I, I'm going to go see Avengers at five tomorrow because this isn't a. This is to me, it's a worldwide event. It's not even just like a, oh. a comic thing anymore. Like I've spent ten years of my life watching these things. I'm going to go see this. Good, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I'm really interested to hear what you think as well. I can't wait to to hear yours. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I mean, like I said, I mean, again, going back to some of the things you were talking about on your last episode. Uh, specifically Gotham. Um, <laughs> it's not good. No, it's not good. But um, when I, when I start again, going back to being a kid in Batman 66 or, or, or wonder woman or, you know, with Linda Carter or whatever it be, I have a huge appreciation for these properties. So even just to turn on the television and see uh, something like Gotham, which if I can, you know, think back initially, it was supposed to be a whole big story about Jim Gordon, which it certainly was, mm-hmm. but it's, it played a lot more into the whole Bruce Wayne thing than I, than I thought it would. Um, so again, not, not praising it, but once I start watching a show, whether it be Gotham or, or arrow or whatever it be, I'm sort of a completist. It's like, yeah. I, I have to stick with it to see how it all turns out. So are you excited for tonight? Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen some clips and it, it flashes forward, whatever, how many years and different actors are portraying. Thank goodness. Uh, Selena, really, right? <laughs> Selena and, uh, and Bruce. So I'm hoping that they'll be able to kind of, you know tidy things up a little bit and at least at least send it off but yeah the whole the whole thing with the with having bane Ugh. and and the mutant leader i mean again like a lo- in a lot of ways it's like okay thanks it's just a nice little nod it's just a nice little easter egg whatever for the fans but then in a lot of ways it's like what are you doing yeah you're just screwing with shit now yeah and that's the thing with, with that stuff you kind of got to respect like Frank Miller changed Batman's whole world with that, and it's like a big seminal piece to some people. So to see the mutant leader just thrown around, getting slapped around by a five foot Catwoman, it just kind of irks people sometimes. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! But I, like I said, I'm 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 a fanboy. I'm easy to please. So what I did was like, hey, cool, all right, neat looking, neat looking nod. Okay, move on. Yeah, and I I, I uh, tend to like some of their nods and like some of the things they try to do. I think of it like a 1966 Batman where it's kind of just cheesy and fun. Exactly. Exactly. I try not to, when I walked in the movie theater, uh, God, all those years ago and saw the first X-Men or even especially uh, the first GI Joe movie, I walked out of there and I was like kicking myself. I'm like, what are they doing? This is not, this is not my X-Men. This is not my GI Joe. And I was kind of upset. And then I went back and I saw the movies again. And I kind of took the blinders down. Mm. 
And I'm like, okay, they're not, they're not making movies for me. Yeah. They're making movies that will appeal to a much bigger, a much broader audience. So once I kind of did that backed off a little bit, I was like, I was a little bit more accepting for, of things that <laughs> weren't just like how they were on the comic page. Yeah. That's, that's, no, that's a good point. Actually. It's a good way of putting it, you know, but now what about you, Scott? What about you and, and uh, anything Marvel? Um, do you know, I'm not a massive Marvel fan, but I do like the sort of Raimi films with um, Toby Maguire and um, I will say the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out soon looks pretty damn good, to be honest. So I, I like that it's it's going to be in Europe. It makes it a bit more relatable for me seeing Spider-Man in London and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. But um, okay. all right, so that that I, I may go and see that as an outside chance. I'll go and see it. But um, growing up, certainly did love um, Marvel and. Um, Mainly Spider-Man, to be honest, but um, yeah, like I say the Sam Raimi films were one of my first experiences besides Batman 89 of, of superheroes, so yeah, pretty big part of, of growing up. Nice, nice. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, again, you're, you're accepting, you're, you're willing to, to take, a, take a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've been um, taking the... Uh, Taking the piss a bit with some of my work colleagues, like going, "Oh, I know what happens." Then game like jump to ruin it for, and they they hate it because I'm a hardcore <laughs> DC guy, and they know it, and they and they they don't they don't like it, which is quite funny. So we have we have some good banter about it. <laughs> um, but actually, while we were talking of like series, have you seen Titans? Oh yes, um, when think? when the DC universe when the DC universe went up for uh, pre order, yeah. Uh, I didn't hesitate. Yeah, I threw my seventy-five bucks down like <laughs> lickety split. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Titans. I dig it. Uh, again, a lot of the criticism as far as you know, this this character's behaving like this, or or this character doesn't look like that, or whatever. I'm like, by that point, again, I've taken the blinders down. I'm like, let's see what it's got. Yeah, and I th- I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Um, Doom Patrol even more. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things about Doom Patrol. It, it does seem pretty intriguing. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't do drugs anymore, but when I watch Doom Patrol, I'm thinking, did somebody slip me something? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is some wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, there, there's a big question that's on my mind. I got to ask it. And I, I would be remiss if I let you go without asking. What is the uh, where did you get and what is it like the Joker ice cream and Harley Quinn ice cream? Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's funny. Uh, I guess it was I guess it was last summer they did a uh, a Superman, Batman. a Batman, and a Wonder Woman ice cream, Ooh, and I'm like, hey. So uh, earlier today, uh, one of the guys I follow, Action Figure Insider, he posted <laughs> something about it. And I'm like, I haven't done my grocery shopping yet. Let me see. Let me head out. Well, I'm a I'm a sucker for mint chocolate chip anyway. So you, you so you slap a you slap a Joker uh, logo on there. I'm down. I love it. I'm gonna have to go get some. Uh, that's the only yeah. that's the, is the only downside to your account that I see, it and I just get constantly hungry because you you post some pretty incredible pictures of some awesome looking foods on there. I'll, 
And it's always, always yeah. lunch breaks as well. So I'm like, oh god, now, I'm, now I need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, it goes back to uh, uh, some of my interests uh, when I was younger, yeah. and uh, sort of, sort of in that party scene, um, <laughs> I would have, I would have people come over anywhere from 10 to 15 to 30 people on the weekends and I would just grill and cook up food. And, uh, so yeah, I'm definitely into the food scene too. Um, again, it's just one of those things that there's just not enough damn time, you know, to, (laughs) to cover all the things that I want to do, but I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you, uh, salivating over my pictures. (laughs) Honestly, you can tell because they're so unbelievable. God love those bat snacks. You remind me of like foods I haven't had in a while. Like when you posted pupusas, I was like, "Holy crap! I need to go get some pupusas." Yeah, and that's that. I guess if anything, that's kind of the downside from leaving Southern California. There's not a whole lot of decent Mexican food or Latin food in a whole. But so when I do stumble across a place, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to promote them and and. uh, definitely satisfy my my cravings too so if your present has its has its way there'll be no mexicans either Just thought I'd... yeah and like, and like i said i mean I, I think initially when i started my instagram it was going to be you know comic books that that was my that was my big thing mm. and then i started seeing what other people were doing and it's like boy it can be random it doesn't have to be a single topic it doesn't have to be you know anything in particular so i was yeah. just like well hell I'll throw this out there. I'll throw that out there. And, yeah. you know, plus it's cool getting to see that side of your personality, to be honest. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. really like Thank it's, you. it's so rare nowadays that you see anyone cook in general, male or female, but to see someone that's a male making some bomb looking food, it's like, heck yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because I know, uh, I think a lot of the toy photographers for whatever reason, they're real willing to throw their pictures of their action figures out there, but God forbid, don't ask me for a picture of myself. <laughs> that is true as well. Yeah. I have, I have friends that I, you know, I know in Southern California where I used to live and they're like, we like seeing this and we like seeing that, but what about you? And I'm like, ah, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to see that. I live with myself. <laughs> I want to post myself. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we don't want to take up too much more of your time, but, so we want to. Scott, do you have any last words for Greg? Oh, let's start. I've got to say um, a huge personal thank you to you. Not like back when I first started um, Instagram, I feel like you, you've been there from pretty pretty soon after. So I want to say huge thanks for help you uh, integrating me into this brilliant community, and thanks for your support. And uh, kind comments as well, you know. It honestly, it's easy to say, um, but it really does mean a lot, you know, because it, it's uh, it can be hard sometimes, you know, when you're meeting new people, especially online. But uh, yeah, honestly, it means a lot. And thanks so much for your time, and um, yeah, it's been a big pleasure having you on. You, you, to be honest, you've been everything and more that I expected you would. Right on, right on. We'll we'll right back at you, Scott. I mean, like I said, it's it's uh, again having have a little apprehension um, about social media and Instagram, but um, quickly realizing that, you know, you can be a huge supportive and encouraging uh, community. So right back at you. I appreciate it. Um, 
both of you and so many other people out there. I mean, like I said, Jesse, uh, Neroni and Justin Case. I mean, there's there's so many people out there that just keep me keep me going, you know. And like yeah. you said, and sometimes it is a it is a struggle. It can be a pain to to kind of you know get your creative juices flowing. Yeah. But when you got people that are are, are backing you up, it, it it makes that so much easier. And even with the uh, the podcast you guys are doing, I can throw on an episode listening while listening to that bust out a couple extreme sets, get a couple figures out and kind of take care of a couple things at, uh, at once. So I, I certainly appreciate your support. Well, I, I uh, definitely agree a lot with what Scott said. And as f- I don't, I know it wasn't as far back as when I first started, but I've, I feel like as soon as you got on Instagram, um, you've been a part of my daily life and it's even with little comments of support you do. I mean, a lot of people might think it's a little thing, but you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what's on their mind at the time. So just the littlest encouragement. And with you, it's always sincere as well. It's just like you, that could just mean the world to someone on a certain day. So I mean, it's, I feel like you are one of like a very integral part in the toy community. I know that a lot of people love you. A lot of people love your content. Uh, not only just the fact that you post toy pictures, but you are a historian. You make sure that the creators get their due. You make sure that the the art, and you also show a bunch of old comic covers, so you don't let that part go either. Just focus on toys, which I love. Uh, I If you guys, again, are not following Greg, his, his handle on Instagram is at Greg underscore Rosenberger. And if you were to follow anyone on Instagram, I'd say follow this guy. So... Make sure that you uh, go check him out. Show him some love because he is is a fun person to have in your corner. So, uh, again, thank you to Greg for taking time out of his day. We know he's extremely busy, and uh, in his spare time, he likes to be doing doing the comic stuff. So we don't want to rob him too much of of that joy. But it was our pleasure, <laughs> our joy, to finally get to talk to this guy we basically feel like is a, a brother, a friend that we see all the time on our Instagram. So thank you. Greg. Wow. No, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate the props. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys have been such an inspiration um, to me. And I, like I said, it's, it's my pleasure to uh, have been able to take the time and chat with you fellas. And I will uh, continue to uh, follow you and, Dig your stack on sometime. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Perfect. Anytime. And I certainly hope that the uh, success continues. I want you guys to go out to San Diego because I would definitely love to see what you guys cover from there. Well, we, we're going to give it the best we best go we can at it. We're not going to let uh, right little things deter us or other things deter us. So we will we'll fight on and again we want to thank all of you guys out there for listening it, our, our podcast continue to climb in numbers and listens and we know that it's definitely not scott or i we glad you guys are enjoying the guest we hope that uh we can guest and just talk about comics and stuff that you guys are interested in so if you guys have any uh suggestions or anything that uh, you like that we could do better let us know but until then this is dc figures and collectibles we do what you do too we finally get to talk to someone that we've known for a few years but haven't really known and we enjoyed the crap out of it so 
we look forward to this right on. episode. And uh, until then, again, go check out Greg Rosenberger. And we will see you on the other side. Thank you.